Hey there, this is John Metter. Welcome to the Man to Man podcast. Men everywhere need to be talking to other men of experience and wisdom. Along with my friends, we'll be talking about how to grow as a man, how to find truth to stand on, how to meet the challenges of the day. Join me as we discuss everything from personal growth to fitness, from relationships to leadership. Let's talk man to man. This is John Metter with the Man to Man podcast, and we are really glad that you're joining us. If uh, it's possible for you to join us on a week-by-week basis at the actual man-to-man event at 6 a.m. on Tuesday mornings at Cross City Church, that's awesome. It may be that you're not in the area. It may be that you're not able to make those times. And so it's really important for us to get this podcast content to you. And so this is podcast number two on man-to-man, and we are actually calling this Be Alert Number Two. Be alert number two. Last week we talked about five big things that we need to really be alert to uh, as men. And really the essence of the talk about uh, man-to-man today deals with two verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. And I'm going to read these verses to you because these verses contain five things that we want men to be really aware of and uh, five things that I think are of great importance to relationships, to friendships, to uh, being a man. So here's what the Apostle Paul says to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13 and 14. He says these words, Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. I'm going to read that again in a moment, breaking down those five things and then coming back to the first one. Uh, But I want you to, to hear this. This verse has always impacted me, and I don't know why, but... I think early on in my uh, spiritual growth, maybe as a college student or an early 20s guy, uh, this verse was branded on my heart. For some reason, I memorized this verse, and it became something that I tried to aspire to. So here it is again. Be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Now, if you're hearing those two verses... Hopefully you can pick out the five keys there. And the first one is be on the alert. Last week in our podcast and in our men's meeting, we talked about what what that meant to be on uh, alert to different things in our lives. Well, today we're going to talk about being alert in terms of our relationships. Now, this may be a marriage relationship, a friendship, a dating relationship, if you're dating somebody. Um, But be alert when it comes to relationships. Years ago, I read a book by Steve Farrar, and it was called... Uh, Point Man. And in the opening chapter of Point Man, he described uh, Vietnam guerrilla warfare, where a group of soldiers were led out by a point man into the jungles and to do battle, and that the point man had an extreme responsibility. His job was to go ahead of them and to look out for any traps, booby traps that would uh, have landmines, uh, snipers that would be in the trees. Uh, a variety of different kinds of traps that the Viet Cong would set uh, against American soldiers and Vietnamese soldiers that were trying to uh, win that war. And in his description, he talked about the responsibility of the point man and the catastrophic loss of life when he did not do his job. And by the time I got through reading the point man illustration, I was ready to read the point man book because uh, it told me that I had a responsibility And it was serious, and I didn't realize how serious it really was. 
So, guys, let me just say this to you. that Your responsibilities as a man are very, very serious. Don't let the media, don't let culture minimize your role as a man. Uh, don't let it push you into a corner as to being what a man looks like. But look at what the Scripture says about biblical manhood and let God define that picture with you. Because when you let God define the picture of a biblical man, then you're going to be much more balanced, uh, much, much more loving, much more... Uh, able to do all the things that God has called you to do, you're going to build relationships better than those that don't have these principles. You're going to be able to be uh, a man of character that you may not be if you don't have these principles at work inside of your life. So let's talk about being alert to relationships. And let me just make this statement at the onset. Relationships are tricky. It's easy for men to miss the trigger points in relationships and just keep on going. It's easy for us to think things are just fine when, in fact, they're not fine. Unfortunately, what we're unaware of can sink us, just like that point man that's trying to uh, go before his troops, making sure that all the dangers are removed. We have some of that same responsibility when it comes to being a biblical man and looking out for our relationships. So I'm going to ask you to be alert to three different things today. And I'm going to also introduce Psalm 23 to our conversation today because Psalm 23 is just kind of on my mind right now. I preached on it recently. I, I spoke to our staff about Psalm 23. And the 23rd Psalm has a lot of great comforting kind of phrases and kind of reassurances for the believer in Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's a great mental image. It helps us understand we have a shepherd that loves us, that cares for us, who's with us. And and uh, it even talks about the dangerous times of life in Psalm 23 and Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, uh, for you are with me. I, I love all that Psalm 23 says. But if we were to ask the question, what does Psalm 23 say to us about relationships? How does it help us be alert? I would answer that in three different ways. First of all, it tells me to be alert to distance in relationships. To distance. Whenever I'm not close, like I need to be, in my marriage relationships or my important friendships, when I allow distance to come between myself and my wife or others uh, that I'm supposed to be close to, family members or co-workers, whatever they may be, if I'm not alert to distance, then a lot of trouble can happen. Uh, it says this in Psalm 23 about this shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside the still water. He restores my soul. All of those are related to the close proximity that the shepherd has in our life. He's not distanced from us. Uh, I, I recently preached Psalm 23, and I had a woman come up to me after the service, and she said, you know, I, I've never really thought about this, but my dad was uh, a man who, um, who had a flock of sheep when I was growing up, and he was always out in the field with them, and I never could tell what he was doing because uh, the sheep were just grazing. Uh, some were standing, some were laying down, some were drinking water, whatever it might be. But he was just always with them. And I always wondered, what did you, what did you do out there? She said, but when I walked through the 23rd Psalm, I realized he was actually just being with the sheep so that they would be at peace, at, at calm. They would uh, not be afraid of dangers that were out there. And that when my dad was not with those sheep, they were at risk. And, um, and so she said it kind of fell into place for me. He didn't neglect me at all, but I just wondered, what do you do out there in the field all day? Well, what you do in the field all day as a shepherd is 
make sure there's no distance between yourself and your flock. So I want you to have that principle in your mind. Be alert to distance. Um, if it's marriage, see your marriage or your dating relationships to be like shepherding moments. Uh, we don't have a better model than the great shepherd, the Lord. Um, and all the things that we see in verses 2 and 3 are close proximity things. Now, this is not to say that we are to be ever-present, but rather we are to be ever-aware. We're not supposed to be smothering family members. I get that. Uh, they have to have freedom and independence to be able to do things uh, as an individual. So we don't smother them, uh, but we're sure not doing well to be absent. And we're really not doing well to be distant in our relationships. In Ephesians 5, uh, Paul's talking about the church and the pattern between Christ and the church and husbands and wives. And, and he says this to husbands specifically, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it just as Christ also does the church. And really the worst thing to be is out of touch. So don't sleep on a distance problem. If you feel distant from your spouse or the person you're dating in a dating relationship or distant from your friends, don't sleep on that. Discuss it. Bring it up. Um, it's uh, probably not the only time, but at least one time in my life, my wife has said, when you're not so distant, I'm not so upset. And basically, she was saying, when you're quiet, when you're not talking to me, I'm wondering if that reflects how you feel about me. And, uh, but it, it rarely ever does. It, it always seems to be about the job or about finances or about something that concerns me uh, apart from her. Um, but distance makes a person think, okay, they don't want to be with me. They don't want to be around me. And, um, and so I, my encouragement to you is to be alert to distance and make sure distance uh, isn't inappropriate make sure that it's at a place where you're close enough uh, you're you're involved enough you're aware enough of what's going on in that relationship to know you're not distant uh, so it's important to be a shepherd and to be there so be alert to distance uh, we were talking with with our men uh, about those kinds of things and it was kind of an interesting article I read not too long ago and it's a statement that uh, said in a title that said when a things a girl actually means when she says she's fine now and this in no way is intended to belittle uh, a woman or, or girls at all in fact uh, I've always been around great women always have had incredible respect for women my mom was a great great woman my mother-in-law a great woman I'm married to a phenomenal woman um, I've had people in the workplace around me women of great abilities and accomplishments and so I have nothing but respect for women but they do communicate in different ways than men do, and men are not always alert to that. And this article kind of plays on that. Um, and basically it says she's not, the nine things a girl actually means when she says she's fine. And um, it might be that, first of all, she's testing you. It might be she's tired. It might be she doesn't want to argue. It might be she's really upset about something. It might be she's hungry. Uh, it might be she just doesn't want to talk about it. It might be that she's not feeling good physically. It might be she's stressed. It might be she just needs to be comforted. Um, and number 10 says maybe she's actually fine. And then the author says, nah, that can't be right. And it was kind of humorous in the sense that uh, it helps us be aware that in communicating with our spouses or in relationships that don't be satisfied with the word fine. Uh, get a little closer to that situation. Don't let distance happen. So that's number one, be alert to distance. Secondly, be alert for dangers. 
Uh, in Psalm 23, 4, <laughs> the psalmist says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Now, what kind of dangers go on? What kind of dangers are out there when it comes to relationships? And what do men need to be alert to when it comes to dangers? Well, I've, I've listed four or five things. Uh, first of all, physical, physical security. Are you taking care of her? Are you taking care of your family? Are you taking care of your friends? Are you asking the right questions? Are you doing what's necessary to make sure that they feel secure? Security is a really, really big deal to my wife. And uh, I'm kind of a security conscious kind of guy. I think about things like that. And, and, and I think men ought to. I think they ought to kind of go ahead of circumstances and situations in their own mind and, and eliminate any kinds of security issues that need to be eliminated. Uh, I think men ought to be able to reassure their wives, uh, I'll be ready if threats ever come, whatever that means for you. I think they need to be thinking about locked doors and, and, um, and security risk when it comes to information and things like that, physical security. Spiritual security is another important thing. Men, are you, being, are you aware of temptation zones in your own life? Stay away from those temptation zones. It's the surest way to lose respect. Uh, build a good wall around you and your loved ones when it comes to spiritual security. Make sure that your family is growing spiritually. Make sure they're around good spiritual influences. Make sure you're around good spiritual influences. Um, financial security. Be wise with finances. Plan ahead. Um, I have a plastic bag that I keep uh, all my financial records in for my wife in case something should happen to me. It has my insurance papers. It has a copy of my will. It has a more personalized uh, uh, document that I've written. And I amend every time I take an international trip or something like that. I say to my wife, here are the papers that we've talked about. Here's the one phone number you need to call if something happens to me. Here is uh, a list of things that are important to me when it comes to what happens after my death. And uh, all that says to my wife, my spouse is, I'm taking care of you financially. I want you to know you don't have to worry into the future. And so I'm, I'm going to be alert for the danger of the future if I'm not present. That speaks worlds to a spouse or to family. Family security, that's another thing. Um, it's important for me to tell my wife, whenever she says about our kids, when something happens with one of our kids and they don't do something that we think they should be doing, what did I do wrong? That's often something my wife articulates. And the reason she does that is because she's been so vitally involved in our kids' upbringing. I don't know anyone that's invested more in kids' lives than my wife and her own kids. It's been amazing to watch. So when my kid does something wrong, it's not her fault at all. It's, it's all human will. It's all free will. And I need to reassure her of that. You did a phenomenal job. And uh, when things get tough, you need to be able to protect your spouse. I remember one of my sons uh, got a little uppity towards his mom, and I had to step in in a physical way. Not that he was physically intimidating her, but he was just disrespecting her. And uh, I let him know that he could not speak to my wife that way, even though that's his mom. And especially that this is his mom, he couldn't speak to her that way. But I, I just physically took him out into the backyard and said, you know, this is where we draw the line. This is where it goes man to man. And uh, I didn't hurt him. I didn't, I didn't hit him. We didn't have to go that far. But I let him know that uh, that's my wife and you're going, to, you're going to speak with respect to her. Family security, it assured her that I would draw the line with him because he was much, much bigger than her. And, he, and, and, and frankly, she wondered, okay, can he control his temper? 
Well, from that day forward, he did control his temper. They have a great relationship now, but sometimes family security becomes a big issue. Uh, Emotional security. I say to guys, let her be what she's going to be. Every woman is different. She has a different kind of emotional expression. She thinks in different ways emotionally. Uh, Let her be what she's going to be. You can't change that river. You might alter the direction of it just a little bit, but by and large, adjust to it. Go with it. Let her be who she's going to be and help her through those times when it's tough emotionally. But emotional security basically says, I'm with you no matter how you feel, no matter how it's expressed. I'm with you. I'm walking with you. It doesn't threaten me. It doesn't threaten my love for you. Uh, This is the way it is, and this is how we're going to go. So be alert to her emotional security. That's four or five things. There's a lot of things there that that our guys actually talked about around the table regarding those types of alertness. Then the last alertness is be alert to distractions. And in verse 5 of Psalm 23, it says, You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And uh, that's an interesting line because we don't think about sitting down at a table and eating when we're surrounded by warriors who want to put us to death. Think about the seer, the, seer, the, the swords, excuse me, and the spears and think about uh, all the weaponry around David when he said that, always a man at war. And he said, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. In other words, you help me not be distracted by the war around me. You help me keep my soul in balance, even when there are enemies everywhere. Now, a shepherd has to be pretty focused to do that. So be alert to distractions. I was thinking about this the other day. And I was thinking about all the distractions that magicians um, put before us in order to do their, quote, magic, end quote. As you probably know, most magicians are not actually magical. They just actually distract you so that they can do their trick. And they do it with sleight of hand, with illusions. They do it with distracting uh, movements. They do it with an altered sense of perspective where you think you're looking at one thing and actually you're looking at something else. Uh, When you're watching this hand, he acts with the other hand. Uh, if it is dealing with a card, a deck of cards, card tricks. Um, but, but that's how a magician works. And I have to tell you, that's how the enemy of our souls works too. Satan is a master of distractions. He keeps us from thinking about the things sometimes that we need to be thinking about. And we need to be careful with that. In 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3, Paul is talking about the original sin And he's warning the church at Corinth, and he says, But I'm afraid, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. Now, taken at face face level, face glance, face value, uh, Paul is saying, instead of the simplicity of being devoted to Christ, Satan is distracting you. With this craftiness, he's deceiving you, thinking that you ought to be looking at that when you ought to be really looking at this. But he uses this, the uh, example of Eve in the Garden of Eden and how the serpent distracted her. And my question is, where was Adam? He might have been distracted in even a bigger way. Uh, it doesn't say that Satan deceived him or distracted him, but he was distracted because he wasn't part of the conversation. And there were only good things in the garden until sin, and so it's possible Adam was distracted by all the good things and wasn't focusing on what was going on in that temptation. All that to say is, 
be alert to distractions. Sometimes when we are distracted from the primary relationship in our lives, which would be the Lord first and then our family or spouse second, um, then it's important for us to say, is this distraction really uh, worth my time? Even if it seems to be good, is it taking me away from something that's better, that's best, that's what God wants for my life? So be alert to distractions. There could be a world of distractions that's going on in your life, but I want you to be alert to those distractions because they can keep you from doing the most important things in your life. Now, after we walked through all those principles, I asked the men to deal uh, with four key questions. I'm going to give you those questions. You can think about those as you listen to this podcast. The first question is, what are the indicators of distance in my relationships and how do I fix them? You should be thinking about that right now. If you're listening to the podcast, are you distant from your spouse or are you close to them? Are you distant from your closer friends uh, or are you close to them as is appropriate. And what are those indicators? How would I know if I was distant or not distant? So think through that for just a few moments. Take some initiative. If you are distant, take some initiative to, to close that gap somehow. Now, second question is, what threatens your relationships the most? What are the danger areas? What are the big enemies? What happens over and over again that you need to be aware of? What are the security alerts that you may not have talked about but are clearly present in your life that keep you from really being the man you ought to be. The third question is, how can we be distracted from the most important relationships we have? What is it that gets our attention more than anything else? Today, of course, we live in a world filled with distractions and temptations, all kinds of eye candy, all kinds of information candy. Uh, I myself am prone to look up new facts and find out about football games I really don't care about or look at YouTube videos about issues that I, I've really already seen. Um, sometimes I can be distracted by just information when someone more important than that is in my presence and I need to be careful with that. So how can we be distracted from the importance of relationships and families? And then number four, in all this discussion we've had today, all the things I've shared with you, what has it made you more aware of that you need to take action on? You know, one thing men like to do is they like to take action. They, they like to fix things. Now, it's not always an open invite for us to fix things in our spouse's life or fix things in other people's lives. But we really, if we like to fix things, ought to fix things in our own lives. So my question to you is, how well are you shepherding yourself in terms of fixing the things that might be creating distance or danger or distraction to your life. Hope the podcast has been helpful for you. Uh, join with us again. We plan to drop one of these every week as long as our series is uh, going on, 12 weeks in all, where we're looking at uh, this passage of Scripture. Hope that you'll join us again soon. God bless.